Good morning, Westridge. I want you to know, until that time, good dental hygiene is a priority of mine. I just want you to know that. Boy, am I glad those other two guys aren't up here hogging my time like last week. Stepping all over me. There's probably no place quite as sobering as a cemetery. You look at the old tombstones and entire lives are now reduced to two dates and a little dash. Some monuments include facts or sayings, Bible verses, poignant memorials. But everyone's life really comes down to what transpired between those two dates. Here's mine. Coming up soon. Right here. Here lies Gordon. He's crossed over the Jordan. (laughs) Birth date. Now, we don't know the other date yet, but what we do know is this. Our life is lived in that little dash. There's a beginning, and there's an ending, and there's a dash. And our whole life gets summed up in that little dash. We don't have control over a lot of things in this life. We don't get to decide uh, where we're born, to whom we're born, what time period or culture we grow up in. We don't get to decide... We don't even get to decide the dates on our tombstone. We don't know when our time on this earth will be done. It could be next week. It could be next year. It could be decades away. Only God knows. We live by faith. But there is one thing. We have a vast amount of control over. We get to decide how we're going to use that dash. What goes on in the dash? We get to choose how we spend that little dash of time between the two dates of our earthly existence. And so the question is, what are you spending yours on? Are you living the dash or are you dashing to live? Hurriedly chasing things that don't really Matter. That's really the focus of this new series that we're starting today. One month to live. 30 days to a no regret life. And so we're going to challenge one another to live as if we only had one month to live. And we're going to discover some principles that will transform the question, what would you do if you only had one month to live, into a lifestyle of meaning and purpose. And these principles all come from the life of Christ. Think about it. Jesus really did know when he only had 30 days to live until he went to the cross. And what did he do when he knew he only had one month to live? That's this series. And I'm introducing to you today that he lived passionately. He loved completely. He learned humbly. And he left boldly. Look at what he said in John 10.10. I came so that they can have real and eternal life. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. Jesus showed us some principles to live by. To make the most of that dash. And here's the first one. He lived passionately. Now, maybe right now your life stinks. Or maybe right now life is really good for you. 
regardless of where you are today, know this. God wants you to have a better life. A life in which you're more of you than you've ever been. And he lays it out, he lays it out for us. He says, I have a better life than you can ever imagine. And here's the best part. You can experience that life now. It's not just when you've crossed the Jordan. Jesus says in 1 John 5, uh, uh, John tells us, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in the Son. He who has the Son has what? Has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. You can be fully alive. Now, let me tell you what the temptation is, though, in this whole series. And this whole issue of making the most of every day. The temptation is to put off taking God's offer. To say, I'll do that someday. Not today. Someday. You ever, ever said that? Someday down the road. Someday, I'll get involved. I'll join a group. I'll start serving. Not today. It's not a good day. Someday. I'll start that diet. I'll start that exercise program. I'll start reading. I'll start flossing twice a day. Someday. But listen. God's favorite word is today. Today. Which one of those two words don't you understand? Today. The problem is we can get stuck in the someday syndrome. And when are we going to wake up and smell the whiskey and realize that today is someday? Life is beautiful and wonderful and confusing and painful and frightening and exhilarating and awe-inspiring all at the same time. That's life. This is all you got today. Life moves so fast. It's gone before you know it. It's a precious, sacred gift that God gives us. And if you're still breathing, you've still got a chance at really living. But you've got choices to make to take advantage of it. Now, there's a commercial that says, life comes at you fast. Have you seen that one? I can really relate to that. Life comes at you fast. Do you realize that the only time in our life when we like to get old is when we're kids. Right? If you're less than 10 years old, you are so excited about aging that you think in fractions. Right? <laughs> Ask a four-year-old how old they are. What do they say? Four and a half. <laughs> you know, you're never 36 and a half. Right? You're four and a half going on five. And then you get into your teens and they can't hold you back. You actually jump to the next number. Even a few ahead. How old are you? Well, I'm going to be 16. You could be 13. But hey, you are going to be 16. And then the greatest day of your life comes. You become 21. Even the words sound like a ceremony. You become 21. Yes. But guess what? Sooner or later, you turn 30. Oh, man, what happened there? 
makes you sound like bad milk. He, he turned and we had to throw him out. There's no fun now. You're just soured. What went wrong? What changed? You become 21. You turn 30. And then you're pushing 40. Time to put on the brakes. It's slipping away. But before you know that, you reach 50. And your dreams are gone. But wait. You make it to 60. You didn't think you would. But you make it. You become 21. You turn 30. You push 40. You reach 50. And you make it to 60. Well, you've built up so much speed now. That guess what? You hit 70. And after that, it's a day-to-day thing. You hit Wednesday. You get into your 80s and every day is a complete cycle. You hit lunch. You turn 4.30. You reach bedtime. (laughs) But doesn't in there. Doesn't in there. A very strange thing starts to happen. If you make it over a hundred, you become a little kid again. How old are you? I'm a hundred and a half. I don't have to tell you this. I'm just reminding you about this. That the years are so precious. So stop waiting to live. And start living, but not just any life, living the life you were made to live. Take a look at this intriguing passage from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus says, To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children singing in the marketplace and calling out to each other, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. And we sang a dirge, and you did not cry. Jesus is saying, We played the music of life for you. But you didn't dance. You didn't enjoy life. You were always waiting to live. You were always stuck in the someday syndrome. And then when the pain and problems came your way, you didn't even cry. You didn't experience life. You tried to avoid all risk at all costs. And consequently, you never really lived. And then we vastly overestimate the power of yesterday. We get stuck in our guilt and our past regrets. There's a good way to deal with yesterday. Just say to yourself, yesterday ended last night. Can you practice that with me? Yesterday ended last night. So no matter how badly I failed in the past, it's done. Today's a new day. The power of today. I can choose to start living passionately. The greatest risk is not risking, not living. That's the first principle. If I only had 30 days to live. Here's the second. Jesus loved completely. Look at what Jesus did when He knew He only had a short time left. Jesus knew that the time had come for Him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved His own who were in the world. He showed them the full extent of His love. Now, if you knew you only had one month to live, you'd want to do the same thing, wouldn't you? You'd want to love 
completely. You would say the things you always wanted to say. You'd do the things you always wanted to do. You'd focus on those important relationships. You'd express your love to those closest to you. And it sounds simple, but it really is profound. The reason why you were placed on this earth was to love. And you're never living until you're loving. At the end of your life, it won't matter how much money is in your bank account. You're going to leave it to people you don't like anyway. It won't matter how many awards you've won. It doesn't matter how many goals you've achieved. All that will matter is, did you love? Did you love the people God put in your life? And did you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? That's the only thing that's going to matter. If you knew this was going to be your last month on earth, how would you change the way you treat the people who are most important to you in this life? So let me ask you, who do you need to tell today that you love them? Do it today, not someday. All the flowers at their funeral won't mean a thing. Who is it today that you need to show that you love them? God placed you here on this earth to love, and you'll never live until you love. Now, in this passage that I read earlier, Jesus showed His disciples the full extent of His love by doing something rather strange, completely simple, but to show the full extent of His love. You know what He did there in John's Gospel, chapter 13? He washed their feet. And so in the next 30 days, think about the simple little things that can make a big difference. A minor change can make a major difference in letting someone know you really love them. Here's principle number three. Jesus learned humbly. Even though Jesus was God, He taught us by His own example to learn humbly. Philippians chapter 2 tells us that your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. He, he made Himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man, He humbled Himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now, you were made to learn to be more like Jesus. You were made to become more like Him. You were made to live passionately, to love completely, to learn humbly. And the final principle is this. Jesus left boldly. Jesus was resolute about His mission here on this earth. He knew why He was here and He was going to accomplish it. I love the sense of urgency in Luke's Gospel when it says, as the time approached for Him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He was resolute about fulfilling His purpose for which He came. And so if you knew you only had 30 days to live, you probably wouldn't waste any time on things that really didn't matter. You'd look for ways to leave a lasting legacy. And here's the news. This earth is not your home. You were made for eternity. 
And the Bible says God put eternity in our hearts. There's something that tells us there's more to this life than just the here and now. We were made to leave. And we were made to leave a legacy. Perhaps one of the greatest barriers that keeps us from leaving a legacy is trying to please everyone. Doing what we think others expect us to do rather than what we know God has called us to do. Trying to live our lives for everyone else's approval. Now there are a lot of people who will be happy to tell you how you ought to live your life. But at the end of your life, there is only one opinion that matters. That audience of one, your heavenly Father, saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. God's not going to look at you and say, Why weren't you more like the cool cats up on stage here who sing and play? He's he's not going to look at you and say, Why didn't you dress more like Lady Gaga? Why didn't you dance like Beyonce? Why didn't you make money like Warren Buffett? Why didn't you invent the internet like Al Gore? (laughs) He's going to say to you, Why weren't you more of who I made you to be? Why weren't you more of you? Why didn't you live the life I made you to live? The only one whose opinion really matters is the one who made you. Your heavenly Father. And what does He want from you? He wants you to live a better life. So I want to challenge you to join the rest of us in taking this 30-day challenge. Today was just the introduction to the series. Next week, we start the challenge to try to live the next 30 days as if we only had one month to live. So here's what I want to challenge you to do. Ask the question every day. What would I do if I only had one month to live? Read a chapter out of the book. Get in a group and share your experiences with others. You're never really ready to live until you're ready to leave. So let me ask you, are you ready to leave today? If you knew you were going to die tonight, do you know you'd go to heaven? Start living today, not someday. Yesterday, it ended last night. And tomorrow, you've got 86,400 seconds. Make every one of them count.